Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Hallelujah. The Bible says in John chapter 4 and verse 16, the woman at the well. The Bible says that the woman told Jesus that, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Hallelujah. This morning, I want you to perceive the anointed vessel coming to preach to us. Hallelujah. Because the time for our miracle has begun. Hallelujah. We are about to receive a miracle. Hallelujah. You are about to be blessed by the pastor of this house. I want you to stand to your feet and let's welcome Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Put your hands together for her. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord this morning. I'm not enjoying your clapping. You are clapping as if you have a problem. Come on, put your hands together. Give the Lord a shout. Give him a salute. Thank him for his goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. Lord, we are so grateful. Thank you for bringing us, oh God, to this point. Thank you for today. Thank you for your presence with us. What can we say, Lord? You are doing so much, so many things. We have survived in spite of everything. And we are grateful. We give you praise. Thank you for weddings. Thank you for celebrations. Thank you for good things that you have brought our way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Take your seat. Wow. Are you glad to be in church? Powerful. Well, it's a very interesting service today. And there are so many things unfolding. So try and not be in a hurry. If you left your soup on the fire, please. Call your neighbor that I beg you today, dear. You just switch it off so that, amen. Because we're going to have our service. We also have a wedding in the course of the service. And we also have to hear from our couple from yesterday. A lot of things have to happen. But this morning, I am very happy to welcome some two people right up onto the stage. Come on. We want to see you. <laughs> Hey, hallelujah. I'm not enjoying your clap. When yours comes, we'll not clap for you. I need a mic. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, please, Mumbai make a cry. A woman said, I'm not wearing one, none so. Amen. This morning, my heart is full of thanksgiving. We see people in the films wearing some. Or, or some is in your house? Ah, okay. Me too, some is not in my house. Yeah. But 
these are two church members. I, I think maybe you need to tell us what it means to be wearing this. What's the process to reach there? Because, hold on, hold on. By virtue of where we are, and I think also by virtue of the anointing of my life, there are a lot of educated people in the church. Yeah. I mean, where we are, the campus is just here. Our father went to school. I've also gone to So it brings something. So we celebrate each person. Amen. Oh, I said amen. And those, you see, you, you went to do a degree. They don't wear wig inside. So we just... But I want them to tell you what it means. Because there are some of you aspiring. So sit down, relax, and let them tell us what it means. You can tell us, for instance, number one, how many years? That one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Hello. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, some people say they don't know who you are. Uh, please, they are lawyers. Uh-huh. When you hear them say, my learned friend. When they hear learned friend. Uh-huh. Amen. So, on my own behalf, yes, and that of Awujan, we want to say first of all thank you to the Lord for what He has brought us. The journey has not been easy. Yeah. Uh, six years, six years of everything. So, <laughs> six years of the stress, six years of prayers, six years of wondering what to do next, six years of waking up to find out whether it's my name part or it's not part. Six years of wondering if even how to prepare for the exams is not even easy. I remember one of our exams, part one exams. I couldn't study. I couldn't do anything. Then I always told me that, Master, just tell me to go in. I said, oh, I can't do anything about it. <laughs> so I just have to just wake up and go and sleep. I'll come, try to study. I can't study. It's, oh. it's a simple thing. Then I'll hey. send Mommy a message. Mommy, this one, <laughs> it will not work. It's not even working. <laughs> then she said, you know what? Just relax. God will do it. And to the glory of God, and I wait, say, wait, wait, before we come there. You have jumped some of the story. Niyama, who says story? Let me say. Short message. First, this two short, you went to school for how many years first? You went to four. Yes. You went to four. So four. So, so we'll call four. Yes. After the four, almighty exam. Yes. Thank you. Sir, entrance exam, no? If 100 people go, like about how many will pass? The entrance exams, we have about like 2,000 plus uh-huh. for the exams. Uh-huh. See, when you go for that exams, uh-huh. the, the highest you know will come out is 200. Do you understand? 2,000. So if it is 100, that means 20 people. 20 people. Hey. So the percentage has always been like that. What do you so it's, it's those type of exams you write and it's like, how to steady cry? You can't because the Debbie, papers, Debbie, you the write and you say make a failure. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. the interesting thing about the exams is that you have to sign to say that you don't contest the results before you write the exam. Right. So, whether, whether that day the person who's back in the exam woke up on the wrong day or not, you don't know. But you have to sign that. You will not, if you don't sign, you can't write it. Hmm. So, first of all, sign that I will not contest for the exam. <laughs> no, okay. no, no remarking. Remark. Okay. Then, then you finish that one. You finish that one. Then you enter. Even that one, when we wrote mm-hmm. it, it was cancelled. <laughs> So you wrote again, or what did you we do? We wrote again. We wrote again. Okay. Then so you wrote again. Then you the entered. First, and we ended. First year. First. Okay. Then we waited for the results to come. Oh. I remember when the results came, I was going for a meeting. 
So on my way, I just got the message. I just turned around for the meeting that I said, I can't come for the meeting. Because <laughs> there's no them. There's nothing to even, you can't even open the message. Mercy. So I just turned around and went back home. Mercy. It took me, it took me hours before I could open the message. Because I wanted to see, just to see whether your number is part of that list. I skipped my number three times. <laughs> before, <laughs> before, before finally arriving at the father, oh, so not when I was part. So it's those type of exams, even even the faith you attach to it that unless you have to call me, it is unless God. <laughs> so you pass first year, then what? Second year. Second year. Then you enter second year. So even the even for law school, the issue that for law school is that you see it's piece. a failure. Oh. So you can't afford to get a C. So only A and B. Only A and B. Ah, yeah. It's in my learned friend. If you are sitting there, you have got C before. Let me see. Me too, my hand is up. Hey, uh, that's why I said before we thank God. No, Otherwise, you understand why we are thanking God. Okay. So you finish first year, then you go to second year. Then you go to second year. The and same pressure. The same pressure. The same tension. The same tension. Then many times you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you get three C's, you have to repeat the year. Mercy. You can't, you can't continue the year. That hmm. is, that. Anyway, that the is. service has to move on. But I believe that God has been faithful. Amen. They have been in church. They have been working in church, but they have also been doing exams. And what I discovered of the second, the second year was that even after the exams, you did the exams, then you went to practice in some court somewhere, then you did inter- some internship uh, please give her the uh-huh. exams, so internship. In, uh-huh. After exam, internship. Uh-huh. Then you do advocacy practical before a judge. Then before after that, a judge, you, so you are not coming, then the judge will face you and the judge. Okay, advocacy It's like practical. a simulation of the court. Uh-huh. Then you, you, you go for an interview on the internship that you did. Ah. So you have to prepare a logbook. Then they ask you questions uh-huh. based on what is in your logbook. Mm-hmm. Chris spent 45 minutes in the interview room. I spent 35 minutes in the interview room. And, and those of us who were supporting staff who were sweating outside. <laughs> Nana Kofi. <laughs> but in all of it, we were there how many weeks ago? Two weeks ago? Two uh, weeks ago. Two weeks ago, On they heard Friday. that they had passed. And last week, they were... Hey, it's not even last week. Thursday, uh, they were inducted as lawyers in Ghana. I want you to just stand to your feet and thank God. The same way as we thank God for architects, we thank God for people who finish their first year, their, their first degree, whatever it is. Thank God for their lives. Thank God that even as they served him, he has proven to be faithful. And as you are standing, you also have a dream in your heart. And you want to say that, Lord, you who is the favorite of nobody, no one is your favorite. As you have answered their dream, answer my dream. And pray for them that as they move on, they will be helping people affecting lives in another way. You want to say, Lord, guide them and guard them. May the corruption that touches many in their field not touch them. Help them to rise above it. Let them be a man and a woman who are after your heart and who always speak the truth no matter the cost. Help them. Keep them. And Lord, may they continue to serve you. Let their homes be blessed to God and let it be well with them. Father, we stand here just to say thank you. Thank you for all the exams and the times you've seen them through. Thank you for the times of tears, Lord. Thank you for the times of hunger, Lord. The times when the tension was so much they couldn't eat anything. They couldn't sleep, Lord, just depending on you. And Lord, you came through. What can we say but thanks? 
We stand today as a body and we give you thanks for the two of them. Thank you for the honor that you've given to them. Lord, now may they honor you in their profession. May it be said, you are looking for a godly lawyer, go this way. You are looking for a God-fearing lawyer, go that way. Give them a profession. And Lord, as they rise in it, may they continue to rise with you. May it never be that they will exchange their profession for their worship of you, but may they carry both. Let them excel. Godliness and contentment, let it be their story. Watch over them and keep them. Father, trip up every evil one who wants to get them into trouble. Help them to walk and let them be like Daniel was in your word. Somebody who rose up in government and was high in there but stood for you throughout. May they stand for you and may they make their mark. Even as man has crowned them, Lord, may you crown them with glory. May they never lack a job. May they never ever be in that position of lack and may they help many in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. I'm really proud of you. Okay. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. And they like some people, they don't like us. Oh, don't do that. Oh, tell your neighbor, don't do that. Ask your neighbor, who is that? Who is that? Don't do that. We celebrate each and every one. Amen? Powerful. And you see, some of these things are very, very, very important. I remember that we had a graduation ceremony here for all those who have finished their first degree. And after that, we had people who had quit school because they said that in a year, they had gone first time, it didn't work. Second time, it wasn't working. I know some who have gone back and some who have redone exams because of that. So please, just flow. Hallelujah. Well, as we come in to have a short word today, I just want to remind you of a couple of things coming up. Tuesday, we are having our Christmas, uh, our Christmas program here on Tuesday night. And then, amen. Christmas Day service is also here. Christmas Day is what day? Friday. We're going to be here 10 a.m. Amen. Now, when it comes to, and then we're here on the Sunday as well, but at 10 a.m. so that we don't wake up so early. And then on 31st, we're going to be here 31st night. Uh -huh. So 31st night, we are here like that. So because of that, we don't have a service on the 1st. Is that all right? We don't have a service on the first. But we have a service on Sunday the 3rd, and that is our covenant service. Is that okay? So just keep these dates in mind, and as you are celebrating, don't forget them. I also want to remind you at the end of this service, we'll remind you over and over again that on Christmas Day, we have a special offering for the orphanage children. These are children who have no parents, and they're dependent on what we do. Amen? So as we put in our donations. I believe that God will bless us. Hallelujah. Well, we are still in the period of surge, supernatural upgrading. Amen. Supernatural recovery. I'm believing for everyone whose business has been affected by this COVID season that you're going to recover. Amen. I said you're going to recover. Yeah, you're going to recover. You're going to move up and it's also our season of gatherings and encounters. And in this um, service, I've been talking about faith and I think I'm going to end on faith, you know, during this time because we're going into Christmas from here. Amen? But we've been learning about the fact that faith is power. Faith is what? Hey, the way you are quiet because I'm sharing the word of God. Please so. Yeah. Faith is power. 
I shared with you two weeks ago how faith is the power that turns failure into success. Hallelujah. Faith is the power that what? Turns failure into success. And last week, we talked about faith is the power that converts defeat to victory. Amen? It was very nice watching the film stars put that one into action. Yeah. Amen. And sometimes you feel defeated in life, but I want you to remember that as a child of God, pick up your faith. Amen. Well, we're continuing today, but I want to just share a couple of things, and then I'll just give you one point, and then we move on. Hallelujah. Now, do you realize that everything in the Christian walk is by faith? You can't be saved if you don't have faith, because everything is by faith. If it's, it's not by sight. If you can see it, it's not faith you are using. I mean, look at your skin. Your skin is brown or chocolate or whatever you call it. You need faith to see it. Because as you can see it with your eyes. So anything you can see with your eye, that's not faith. Yeah. Faith is something that you're not seeing, but you're believing. Are you in the house? Yeah. And right from your believing in God, you can't be saved without it. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. Yeah. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that's not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, lest any man should boast. So that we cannot boast. Are you there? It's not of works, lest any man should boast. Amen. So even as you are sitting there saying that, I am saved. Or, or you are not saved. You have not given your life to Christ. I am saved. How do you know that you are saved? You can only know by faith. You can only know by faith. Amen. And that's why sometimes you see people coming forward to receive Christ several times. Faith has not yet kicked in. Uh -huh. Faith has not yet kicked in. So, it's not like that. It's not, uh -huh. And anywhere that faith has been affected, they, are, they, 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 cannot, they, they, are, they don't believe in salvation. A.K.A. Uh, Europe. Faith has been affected. They believe that only what they can see is what is there. Only what they know is what is there. So faith has been affected. So you see that salvation doesn't happen. Yeah. But the Bible says that we are saved through faith. So if you believe that you are saved, it's only by your faith. It's not because of something you have seen. Most of us have not had any deep revelation. Hey. Please, if you got a revelation and you went to hell and you saw hell, please come and share it with us. <laughs> but most of us, we, <laughs> I don't know, most of us, we have not seen anything much. Are you there or you have traveled? Eh. Please, so don't start this your quiet tense again. Ah. Are you there? Yeah. And you see that there are also many of us in the house of God who we, we, we partition our faith. So we say that I believe that I'm saved. But then you are sitting with other things in the house. Yeah. Can I give you an example? There are many people who are sitting down with guilt. With guilt. Mm. And so when you come and you ask them, do this or this, I can't. Why can't you? Because I'm not worthy. I want to ask you now, who asked your wedding? If it was about worthiness, who, who would be? In fact, nobody can stand. Nobody can stand. Luke chapter 5 and verse 20. There's an interesting scripture there. In Luke chapter 5 and verse 20, there was a certain man who was coming for healing. And his, his friends had let him down through the roof. And then Jesus says something. He, said, he saw their faith and he said, man, 
You see, when and when he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. If you don't have faith, you can't believe that your sins are forgiven. You can't believe that your sins are forgiven. Amen. In fact, if you are here, you feel that you are righteous, you are in more trouble than any sinner. Because that your thoughts, Christ, is a sin. And the sin is just there. Our nature, our fallen nature, is so some way, you see. But by faith, we believe that the coming of Christ cleansed us. Amen. That's what we know. The coming of Christ has done what? Cleansed us. And that is why Romans 8, 1 now makes sense. That there is now no condemnation for him that is in Christ. But I see Christians condemning themselves all the time. It's your faith that is not there. It's your faith that is not there. Oh me, I'm so bad. I don't know why you are excited by your badness. Please ask your neighbor, why? Why are you excited by your badness? Why? What has not happened before? The Bible says that there's nothing new under the sun. So everything, including your goodness or your badness, is not new. Am I talking to the church? Yeah, it's not new. Everything is not new. Amen. But how to just believe in faith that what God says he will do, that that's it. There's no condemnation. So if you have sinned, confess it. Yeah, but it means that he's encouraging us. You know more than God, eh? You know more than God. Hey, ask your neighbor if he knows more than God. If the burden of your sins was revealed to you, you can't even live. You can't. You can't even breathe. So it's not just the one sin that you are dying about. Hey. I don't even know why I've gone to this angle. Yeah. No, it's true. One time, Bishop Doug was talking to us about a man he met in Liberia. This man was a rebel who had, um, he had fought in the, in the Liberian War. And he was actually called, his, he and his people were called but naked. Because they used to fight naked. Naked, but, but, you uh-huh. And this man, after the war, he says that he's a pastor. Wow. He's doing <laughs> I remember when I heard the story, I said, no, 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 this church, I, I, I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. But what are you saying? What are you saying? Are you any better? Not really. It's only that he was in a situation where there was no authority over his head. God alone knows what we would do when there's no authority over our head. God alone knows. It is the presence of something or somebody. That's what prevents us from doing. But when that thing is removed, oh, he, human beings, we become like, they say we become like animals. I beg, to, I beg your pardon. Animals have a code of ethics they keep. Yeah, they are better than we are. Hey. Oh, it is true. It is true. You are quiet. Hmm. It's true. Have you seen a dog stealing what? Money. No. Faithful like something faithful, but there are some of us, you are here, somebody is looking after you, taking care of you, you are so unfaithful to the person. Yeah. But you, you won't see an animal doing that. At all. At all. They don't even love the dog in the house, but Charlie, that's my house. And the dog there, he's faithful. Goes and comes, right, to the same place. Hey! You can take a donkey to the border. Leave it, it will come home. Oh, it's true. 
Uh, you didn't know? Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying this to say that. So if you don't have faith, eh, nothing works. You are here by faith. You are here by faith. It's your faith that brought you. It's your faith that made you decide, that, okay, this is what I believe. Hallelujah. And so when we continue, we are continuing our series, and today I'm just sharing with you that faith is a power. That faith that looks as if it is nothing, it is a power. And that is how come somebody would have been living a certain kind of life, a messy life, and by faith will receive Christ, and that life will change. So what the mother is saying, your mother has been crying over you, your father is beating you, you won't change. But all of a sudden, something happens, and then God somehow has gotten through to you. They say, I've received Christ, and then we see a change. Faith is a power. Faith is a power. I said, faith is what? It's a power, and it is working. That's why Jesus said over and over, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has healed you. Your faith has cleansed you. It is a power. Amen. And today I want to share with you that faith is the power that converts barrenness into fruitfulness. It converts barrenness into fruitfulness. Now, before you start to tell me that you have 52 children, or before you start to tell me that I've not reached there yet, I need you to understand that fruitfulness is not only the seed of your body. That's just one aspect. That's just one aspect. So many things. Are you there? Let's go to scripture. We cannot quarrel with scripture. John chapter 15, verse 8. Herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. That you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. What fruit was he talking about? Do you think it was children? No. He was not talking about physical children. He was saying that you bear fruit. You draw others to serve me. You create other disciples. That's how God the father is glorified. That you bear fruit. And there are many of us here, you are a disciple of Christ, but you are fruitless. Hey, but why are you saying that I'm fruitless? Because I'm your pastor, I can't see the fruit. You see, there are some things, if you are bearing it, you'll see it. Have you gone to a mango tree before it has no fruit? They say, you are not fruitless. They say, I'm bearing the fruit, you can't see. (laughs) If it is a mango tree, if it has fruit, you will see the fruit. And if you are a Christian, you are bearing fruit, we will see the fruit. Hey. Are you there? John 15, 16, my favorite verse. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit shall remain. That whatsoever you ask my father in my name, he'll give it to you. You are looking for the whatsoever he will ask the father. But it is tied to something. Hey. Are you in the house? Are you alive? Yeah. And there are many of us, you have been a Christian for a long time, but we can't see your fruit. Okay, I'm sorry, not that we can't see you yourself, right? You can't see your fruit. <laughs> Whose life has changed? Who has been drawn to the Lord because of you? So, so, so that is why, you see, I'm not saying this to accuse you, but I need you to see your barrenness in order for you to understand that faith is what will convert that barrenness to fruitfulness. Otherwise, you say, I'm preaching to some other people. I'm not preaching to some other people. I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to you. One day, at that time, we had not built the extension of the church. And we were just in a small part. The church was doing okay. It was full every Sunday. One day I was praying. And the Lord said, you are barren. I said, me? How? I mean, but Lord, is it that you have not been coming to church? I mean, how? 
Baron saying, as you are right, can you not see that the church it was empty and now it is full? Why are you saying that? Sir? But I have learned not to argue with the Holy Ghost. And I said, Lord, what are you talking about? Then he sent me to go and look at data. That's why those of you who are leaders, who you, we have to fight with you over data. You are, you are an illiterate leader. Data will tell you the real situation, not what you are thinking. The real situation of the ground. That's what data will tell you. Otherwise, you have imaginations. Imaginations. One time, school was in session, so we had our students, uh, whatever here. We had counted. I knew that that day, it was a solemn Sunday. I knew that we had 2,000 people here. A friend of mine, I heard him talking about that meeting, and he said that there were 4,000 people, almost 5,000 here. You see, you'll be daydreaming if you don't see the figures. So, <laughs> 5,000, what would be that? <laughs> so, I went and got my data. When I got the data, they said, Look at the number of people who have given their life to Christ. Converts, new converts. Just look at the number because we take data. When I looked, zero, zero, another zero, 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 followed by yet another she, 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 she. You see? I said, Lord, forgive me. I understand why you say I'm barren. What is the use of gathering so many people and nobody comes to Christ? What's the use? What's the use? That was what led me into a certain repentance that has brought forth fruit. Are you there? Please don't clap. Oh, it's not because of clapping. I need you to understand barrenness. And that's why I'm taking my time to define it. For some, it is a physical barrenness. And it is faith that will give you your children. Amen? But for others, your whole life is, non is, is, is barren. And if you look at the dictionary definition of the word barren, unproductive. Unproductive, you're just there. Hey, hmm. you mind me, okay? Mommy, taking me time. I mean, barren also means a wasteland, a dry land, hmm. depleted place, hey, deserted place, dry place. Hey, hmm. wow impoverished, untillable, no growth. Eesh. Are you there? You have been a Christian. No growth in the hours you pray. No growth in your knowledge of the word. I, I wonder why you are suddenly quiet. <laughs> no growth in your attendance at church. How you used to come once a week, eight years ago, till now. No growth. You are barren. You are barren. Hey. What you used to do is what you have always done. Nothing has ever changed. Nothing is moving. Barren. And the church is full of barrenness. When I say the church, I'm talking about the body of Christ. Full of barrenness. People walking around. Oh, oh, chi -chi. You are knocking your chest that you are a believer. But barren. Barren. Ask the person nearest to you. Your prayer life last year and this year. No, how? How? I mean, how? When you are, I'm not talking about the one you come and do in church that everybody can see. That one you came for, Max. And yeah, no. The one you do in your closet when nobody is there. <laughs> hey. Mm. So, 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 tone down when we are talking about barrenness and know that you are inside. Amen. 
in this church that we ask people, we try to teach you to work for God. If you were only a single last year, and you are still only a single, you are barren. If you were only an instrumentalist last year, and up to now you are still only an instrumentalist, Thomas, you are barren. If you are an usher, and all that you are is an usher, you are barren. Hey! And then I won't sing again. May the Lord give you a knock where you are sitting. Hey! When you get to heaven, you see, distinguish between your service to the Lord, which is what we do in the house for the house to work, and your fruit. And your fruit. Who was it who said, cut on one, Omar? So how can you tell me that your fruit, your fruit is a broom? Your fruit is a microphone that you hold to sing. Thank you very much for your singing and your songs. But if that is all that you are doing in this house, Then you are barren. Then you are barren. Oh, Pastor, don't say that. People are going to be so offended. You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. When I accepted what the Lord told me, that I was a barren preacher, deliverance came. From that day till today, every meeting, somebody will be saved. But if I say, oh, Lord, you see, you don't understand, you know, it's how people are these days. When you're preaching, you see, they're, they're a little shy, so they go home to receive the Lord. So, Lord, it's not that, you know, can't you see that more people are coming to this? I would have been in my barrenness till today. Yeah. So, you two don't frown and become some way. I'm just sharing something with you so that you can understand that that is why we need faith to move us out of that barrenness. That's all I'm saying. And I'm showing you, trying to identify the barrenness so that you can see it. When you see it, it is sorted out. Didn't you think you were okay because of what you were doing? Now you can see that you're not okay. You can't just be a dancer. Hey! And yet dancing, when you get up there, Father Abraham ain't going to ask you, how fast did thy legs move? He's not going to ask you, hey, how much did you kumakuma your body? You are the ones dancing, telling us, do their work, do their work. Where is your fruit? If you were fruitful by this time, the problem I should have is that there are too many dancing stars, so they can't fit. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Are you in the house? Yeah. It is our faith that converts us from the natural that we are to the supernatural. And when you believe God, amen. amen. I said, do what? Believe God. I said, Lord, thank you for bringing me to church. I'm glad I do this or that. But I understand that I should bear fruit. I should bear fruit. And my fruit is not a broom. My fruit is not a microphone. My fruit is another human being like myself. Oh, we have not done that one before. Bed gives birth to what? Fruit of a mango is what? But according to you, fruit of a mango is tomato. Fruit of a believer is another believer. How will they become believers if you, if you don't talk? 
if they have not heard, how on what basis? And that's why I came today to just provoke our faith and to say, use your faith. Amen? In the same way as God looked at somebody like, um, uh, what's the name? Sarah, 90 something years old. I mean, it must be something to make a 90 year old give birth. Hey! First of all, the activity that creates children. By the time you're 90, no, it's, 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 it's going down. Number two, I'm nowhere near 90, but I can assure you that I don't want to give birth. Huh. In fact, I cannot. No, I'm serious. One day, one of my doctor friends told me, the person I saw him, he was so depressed. I said, what is wrong? He said, I made a mistake at work today. It has worried me. I said, what's the mistake? And he said that he was in the delivery ward and he was the only doctor. And the babies were coming. So they came to call him that there was a lady calling. When he went, the lady said, oh, doc, I cannot give birth. Just do the CS. And then he said, oh, you try, eh? You try, I'm coming. Because he was catching some other babies. What he had forgotten was that that was one of his, he was working in the, what do you call it? That word, everybody has a complication. Uh-huh. Everyone has a complication. That woman's complication was that she was over 50. It was her first baby. That was the complication. But in the middle of the catch this one, catch this one, they didn't see. By the time he got to the baby, the baby had been born and dead. Because the mother couldn't push. The mother couldn't push. Are you there? Yeah. What am I talking about? I'm talking about fruitfulness. There are some of us where we have reached, we can't push. But Sarah, by the age of 90, 50 years she couldn't push. Is it 90 that you can push? There was no emergency ward. There was no oxygen. There was no extra blood. There was no possibility of an operation. There was nothing except chim. Hmm. <laughs> push! Push! But because of her faith in the one who had told her, Sarah shall deliver a son and you shall call his name Isaac. She was able to labor. That's the same way as every barren thing on the inside of you will come alive if you apply faith to it. Apply some faith to your singing and you will draw somebody to Christ. Apply some faith to your dancing and you will draw someone to Christ. Apply some faith to your prayer life and instead of being a constant 10 minute prayer we will come and see you praying 2 hours, 4 hours, 6 hours, 1 day, 12 hours by faith by faith. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I'm ending because we are approaching our, the time for our wedding and we have a couple of things to do before that. But I want you to take this message into your spirit. Some of you say that, oh, it's because I am shy. Apply some faith. Even shy people give birth. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I'm yet to, to meet someone say I can't give birth because I'm shy. I haven't seen it before. I have not seen it before. When you apply faith, it will work. Are you there? Apply what? Faith, it will work. What is faith? I believe. I believe and so I do. I don't just believe. The believing and the doing, that's the faith. So because I believe, I do. Because I believe. I don't just believe and sit down. Even the demons believe and they cry, they tremble. Hmm. They shiver. But by the grace of God and by faith, we will do exploits. 
Are you in the house? Oh, I said, are you in the house? Let me find one last scripture. Then we will pray. Hallelujah. Start to pray for yourself that you will bear fruit. You will bear fruit. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 11 and verse 32. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But this is the part we want. But the people that do know their faith shall be strong and do exploits. You can only know God by faith. I said you can only know him by what? By faith. Unless you have had a, a visitation. Every day he comes to you. Even those who have had visitations. They will, I mean. Yeah. It is by faith that you know him. But if you know him by faith, you'll be strong. And you will do exploits. You will do things that you never believed. You never believed that you could do. I never believed I'll be standing here talking to you. I never believed it. I never believed it. When I arrived here in this church in 2020 with my nice few lieutenants, we're a little church, a little box, little gathering like that. By faith. By what? By faith. God changes our testimony. I want you to stand to your feet and I want you to pray for yourself this morning. Just ask the Lord, just talk to me. Say, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Let my faith grow. Let my faith grow strong. Let my faith grow well that I will bear fruit. Talk to the Lord about that part in your life that is barren. Anything that hits you as we're speaking, or maybe he'll even speak to you. Some of you, your business is what is barren because you don't have ideas. And God is walking around you. He gives you ideas that flourish and that work. Talk to him about it. Talk to him about it. He's been asking you to do something and you've been afraid to do it because of your lack of faith. But this morning, you're saying that by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, it is changing. Just talk to the Lord for a few minutes. In these last few minutes, oh yes. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your hand that has been with us. We pray, oh God, that you let our help our faith to grow. Even as we enter deeply into the Christmas season, let it not be a time of just enjoyment, but let it be a time of growth in faith. Yes, Lord. That we will return week after week, growing every week with a new story to tell, oh, yes. a new miracle yes. in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus. And now as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, maybe you are here this morning, you've not given your life to Jesus. You've been saying that, oh, I was born in the church. Well, you were born in the church, you've done well, but there's no church that died for you, so no church can save you. The one who saves is called Jesus, regardless of where we are from. And the Bible says that what you believe in your heart, you need to open your mouth and say it and confess it in order to be saved. That is why when Jesus, Nicodemus went to meet Jesus, Jesus said to him, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. You're here this morning, born of flesh, but you're saying, I'm not sure I'm born in spirit. I want to be saved. I want to give my life to Jesus. Just lift up your right hand where you are, and we're going to pray a prayer. Just lift your hand where you are. Just lift it, and we're going to pray. God bless you. 
God bless you. I see your hands. God bless you. Now, if you've lifted up your hand, take a bold step and just come to stand here with me. We're going to pray together. Just come. Just come. Don't worry about who is by you. Just come. And we will pray together. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Just come. Pastors, ushers, help people to come. Just come. Some are just embarrassed at the walk. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. Come boldly. Jesus is calling you. Oh, yes. Just come. Just come unto Jesus. God bless you. As you come and you stand here this morning, I want you to pray this prayer after me. And if you are in the gathering, I want you to join us. You want to say, Lord Jesus. Say it, Lord Jesus. I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. Amen. Father, I thank you for these young ones who've come to stand before you. I pray, oh God, that even as they pray this simple prayer, that you touch their hearts, that you lift them up, oh God, and that you bless them. May they never go back, but may they rather go deeper and deeper into their life with you. In Jesus' name. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at FOLCIDS. God richly bless you.